0: All right. Good evening. I'd like to say again, I appreciate uh, Will and him teaching. You know, our youth over there on Sunday nights. I think that's a good thing, and I know he puts you know a lot of time and preparation, and has a heart for that, and very thankful uh, that he's able to do that. Uh, they usually he usually teaches about twenty minutes, and then they break up into. Uh, groups, If there's enough people and then they have discussion for about 20 minutes, so uh, th- it seems like it's going okay and I appreciate that ministry there. All right, turn in your Bibles to Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10. Uh, we finished up Genesis uh, last, that last week, I can't remember. Uh, we finished up Genesis, I know we did that. Um, I'll get busy finishing up Romans here pretty soon. I want to do that on Sunday nights. Uh, but this week, in my devotions and just reading, uh, I come into Daniel, and I really enjoyed reading Daniel. Probably, uh, probably more this time than I have ever. I don't, I've just really gotten into the Book of Daniel. Really enjoyed it. Uh, part being that I th- probably going to be getting doing some messages on eschatology, and so my, my interest is just a little more keen. When I come to the book of Daniel, and so I've had that on my mind and, and marking it up and stuff, trying to uh, see some things there that are related to eschatology. Now, this isn't going to be about eschatology, eschatology being the study of end times, uh, but there is something in here that I, it just really hit me uh, in so many different ways in Daniel chapter 10. And, um, and we'll, we'll title this lesson uh, tonight, Delay is Not Denial. Uh, Delay is not denial. Uh, Some of you who have been Christians for any time at all may already know the account in which I'm going to read. Uh, We actually want to read the whole chapter. It's only 21 verses, but to get uh, the whole scope here. So this is Daniel speaking. In the third year of Sirius, king of Persia, a uh, message was revealed to Daniel, whose name was called Belshazzar. Uh, the, that was his pagan name given to him by the king. But anyhow, uh, the message was true, but the appointed time was long. And he understood the message, and he had understanding of the vision. Uh, the message, when you look in chapter 9, that's something that will actually open up a lot when we get into eschatology, Daniel chapter 9. It's key, Daniel chapter 9 is key to understanding the book of Revelation, Okay. Uh, but anyway, we're not talking about that tonight. But Daniel has been given this, this vision, okay, in Daniel chapter 9. Uh, but anyhow, it says, In those days I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. Three full weeks. I ate no pleasant food, no meat or wine came into my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Now that's a long time to be mourning about anything, honestly. Um, especially to the extreme that Daniel was mourning. I mean... He isn't eating uh, for, for three uh, whole weeks. I ate no pleasant food. Well, he says, I ate no pleasant food. No meat or wine came into my mouth. And, and so it almost gives you the idea that he might have ate something, but something that he didn't enjoy. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but he didn't drink any wine, so he didn't enjoy any wine. So he probably just had water, no meat. And so, anyway, he's in essence afflicted himself as he's in mor- this morning. Um, then he says, "Now on a twenty-fourth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, that is the, the Tigris, I lifted my eyes and looked, and, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose waist was girded with gold of euphaz, His body was like barrel, uh, like his face, like the appearance of lightning. His eyes like torches of fire. His arms and feet like burnished bronze and color." and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision. For the men who were with me did not see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore I was left alone when I saw this great vision. And no strength remained in me, for my vigor was turned to frailty in me, and I retained no strength. Yet I heard the sound of his words. And while I heard the sound of his words, I was in a deep sleep on my face with my face to the ground. Suddenly, a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. For I have now been sent to you, While he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, Do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty-one days. And behold, Michael... One of the chief princes, Now I believe this is speaking of the angels. Prince of Persia, I think, is an angel as well, just not a good angel. Came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. It's interesting, he's talking about princes and kings, but when you do a little research, he's obviously talking about demonic powers and angels. But he's talking about princes and kings. Listen, there are... <laughs> In the realm of the spiritual realm, there is authorities in there. There are princes and there are kings in the spiritual forces around us. Now now I have come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. For the vision refers to many days yet to come. Uh, The vision that he had back in chapter 9, it was for many days to come. So it's going to be a while, and he has come to give him understanding. When he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless. And suddenly, one having the likeness of the sons of men, touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me, and I have retained no strength. For how can this servant of my Lord talk with you, my Lord? As for me, no strength remains in me now for the, for nor is any breath left in me. So he's talking to the angel here. I believe that's obvious, and he's referring to him as Lord, but Lord doesn't all little l, don't always refer to the Lord, okay? But then again, so he's talking about what he's seen earlier. Then again, the one having the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me, and he said, O man greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, Be strong. Isn't that a good verse? I think, you know what? The Word of God knows exactly what you need when you need it. Doesn't He? So when He spoke to me, I was strengthened. I just love that. And said, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. I love it. Then He said, do you know why I have come to you? And now I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth, indeed the prince of Greece will come. But I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. No one opposes me against these except Michael, your prince. There's a lot in the spiritual realm, folks, that we just do not understand. Father, help us tonight as we just consider some thoughts tonight, and and this prayer of Daniel and you send in your angel and what he's seen, and I pray to be a blessing and encouragement uh, to your people tonight. In Jesus' name and Amen. Now I titled this "Delay is not denial," and I think it's obvious when you see this. Um, Daniel is crying out to the Lord; he's in mourning, and for three weeks he's in mourning. And, and then uh, we've seen that when this angel appears, I believe to be an angel, when this angel appears, uh, he says, "I I started on my way here when you first started praying, and it just took me three weeks to get here." <laughs> I mean that I don't understand that, we'll talk about that in just a moment, but. So delay is not denial. So so God was sending His angel to speak with Daniel three weeks ago. And Daniel's in mourning for three weeks as he's waiting on this answer and seeking the Lord about the vision that he just had there that's talked about in chapter 9. Now Daniel doesn't hear from the Lord for these three weeks. The Lord hasn't answered him for these three weeks. Uh, but that doesn't mean the Lord is not answering him. It does not mean the Lord didn't hear him. The Lord had sent his angel uh, to, to respond to him. And that's something to, to remind us in our prayer life that, uh, that delay does not mean denial. And sometimes God does say no. but Sometimes he says wait. And sometimes it, we don't know what all is going on in the spiritual realm. We cannot understand all of that. But when when Daniel understood the message, when Daniel understood the message that the Lord uh, gave him uh, in verse 1, it says the message was true, but the appointed time was long, and he understood the message. Now, I think that the message being the message back in in verse 9, but obviously there's some things that Daniel is still unclear about, about when all this was going to take place. So he had some understanding, but not clarity possibly Uh, on exactly when this was going to happen. And so that's why when the angel later tells him uh, what he does, he says, I've come to make you understand what will happen to your people in the latter days. So he's clarifying to Daniel, it's going to be a while before all this takes place. Um, But anyhow, uh, so so Daniel is is struggling with the Lord. He's mourning before the Lord about this lack of understanding that, that God has that he doesn't have regarding this vision that he's had from the Lord. And so, so Daniel is upset with, with what he's learned so far and that he doesn't have understanding of it like he would want. Now, like I said, that Daniel told him in verse 14, it was going to be for later. But here's, here's something I want to bear out, though, that, that Daniel has such a love for the people of Israel. That Daniel understands a lot about chapter 9. He understands that it, it's toward Israel, But he didn't really understand about when it was going to be. And I think that the angel is clarifying that. But one thing we should notice is that Daniel realized it's going to be later. He didn't realize how late. But Daniel had had such a compassionate heart for the people of Israel that whenever God reveals these things to him in in chapter 9, that deals with the tribulational period. After God comes back for His people and in the nation of Israel, what's going to happen to them when Daniel anticipates maybe don't know when, but he knows a little bit about what's going to happen to them. And he, it concerns him. It bothers him. And, and, and so one thing I think we should draw from this is that, listen, we have a, a fuller view than Daniel does regarding end times. Daniel didn't have revelation. I mean, there, there's a lot that we can actually know, I think, more than even Daniel knew. I'm not saying we know everything Daniel knew, but we've been given a lot of the Word of God that Daniel didn't have. And and we see some things. We, we know more fully about some things that are going to happen uh, regarding the nation of Israel, I think. I think we know more fully what's going to happen to this earth and, and the things God's going to do to it. And, and so my thought in this is that should we not be burdened <laughs> about that? Daniel was bothered by that, about the judgment of God that was going to come upon the nation of Israel. And so I had this week, I just had to pause for a while and just ask myself, how much compassion I have for the upcoming judgment of God that's going to come on people. Daniel mourned for three weeks. I I don't know if I've mourned three hours over that truth. Maybe sum it all up, you know. Daniel Daniel mourned over that truth. So Daniel shows us then the kind of heart we, we should have for the people of God and specifically here, the nation of Israel. Now God heard Daniel's words and and, and Daniel, Daniel, but notice also, God heard his words, but Daniel also had an extreme caring and compassionate heart. So God was listening, but don't miss the fact Daniel had a caring, compassionate heart. I believe that's the kind of heart that God wants to listen to. God wants to listen to the caring and compassionate heart. And so, if there is delay, let's first of all ask ourselves, Where's our heart at? Do we have a compassionate heart? Do we have a caring heart like Daniel? Now, do we understand tonight what what is coming on this earth, on Israel, on the lost? I think that most of us here would at least have an intellectual understanding of that, but has it affected our hearts? And Have we any compassion? Have we care about that? Have we uh, any love for the soul's Around us, or those that we know that are going to go through the judgment of God if they do not trust Christ. And I hope that God gives us, you know, that tender heart uh, like we see in Daniel. Now, secondly, I see here that uh, this one that Daniel sees in uh, chapter 10 there, uh, and we look down in verse uh, 5, this one that he describes, when you compare it uh, to Revelation chapter 1, and Revelation chapter 1 is clear who it is describing, and it is none other than Jesus Christ. And so this one that Daniel catches a glimpse of here in Daniel chapter 10, when you look compare that to Revelations 1, it is Jesus. And um, I, so as we think about that, that uh, that's a, something to remind us of several things uh, when you talk about prayer, for one. Um, well, first of all, when... Consider this, that when Jesus is revealed um, to people in God's Word, in, in His glorified state, or not just as a man here upon earth, okay? Um, we seem revealed in Revelations 1, not just in Daniel chapter 10. Say, well, that's Old Testament. Revelations chapter 1, how is He revealed to John? John seen Jesus here upon this earth. John seen Jesus in a complete different way, in Revelation chapter one, he's seen him revealed. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the revealing of Christ. And this is when we read a description like this: This is God. This is Jesus. This is the power of Jesus. We we have a docile Jesus today, in so many pulpits. We have we have a Jesus that uh, that doesn't seem to have much power. We have a Jesus that that you just cuddle with. No, this is a powerful man. You see him, his body like barrel, his face like the appearance of lightning, his eyes like torches of fires, his arms and feet like burnished bronze in color, and the sound of his words like the voice of a multitude. You don't want to mess with this Jesus, right? And so consider that. And I, I want to bear that out because sometimes people say, well, I had this prayer or I had this vision and I had this vision of Jesus and it doesn't match up with anything like the visions that we see of Jesus in the Word of God. So that's something obviously uh, to be aware of. Now here's something else too, though, that I think is important that when we're praying and we're seeking God, because that's what we see Daniel doing. I mean, he is mourning, he, he's fasting, he, he's praying, he's wanting understanding. And then what happens? Well, one of the first things that happens is that the Lord appears to him. The Lord makes himself known to Daniel. And as I, as I think about this, um, when we're praying and we're seeking the Lord, the one thing that we should want to see and seek after is the Lord. In other words, Daniel is seeking the Lord. Daniel's not just seek, simply seeking, you know, something to help him in life. You know, he's not seeking a better life. You know, uh, of material blessing. Daniel's wanting spiritual understanding, and so Daniel is seeking the Lord and and one thing that we should desire as we're praying to the Lord is that we should be seeking the presence of God and we should be seeking to be intimate with the Lord Jesus and and close to the Lord Jesus and and a fuller revelation of who Christ is to us and in our life we should have a, we should desire a fuller re- revelation of how great Jesus Christ is listen this this Vision that that Daniel has seen is such a powerful presence that that the men that that are with him, they don't see the vision. They don't see anything. They do not see anything. But yet a great terror fell on them there in verse 7. Daniel says they didn't see the vision, but a great terror fell upon them. The presence of God can come in such a way where terror can fall upon the hearts of men and they can see nothing. He says, therefore I was left alone. It says that they, terror fell upon them and they fled to hide themselves. Hide themselves from what? They couldn't see anything. They knew something was going on. Folks, this is, this is the Lord revealing Himself to Daniel. And I love it that Daniel can stay. The Lord can can reveal Himself in such a way to where people that are lost without the Lord possibly can't even be in the same place. It's where the Lord would manifest His Spirit, but they can see nothing, but yet His people are able to stay there and abide. There is an intimacy here we see. Daniel is along with the Lord. An intimacy, a closeness that that he has with Christ as he's earnestly seeking his face, that should be what we long for. The presence of the Lord. We want to be along with the Lord and draw near to the Lord. Other people can be fleeing from it, but we need to be wanting it and desiring it and staying there. Those around us may not even know all that we are experiencing in the intimacy that we have with Christ. And when we pray, our first desire should be to see Christ more clearly. That should be our first desire. Not just get what we want, but to see Jesus. I'm not talking about be praying for a, to see Him physically. We're going to see Him physically one day, okay? That's going to happen. And we should desire that. But we should desire to see the true Christ and the Word of God. The Christ that is represented in the Bible as this great and powerful one that that is spoken of like in Daniel 10 and in Revelations, all the Revelation. That's the Jesus we should be looking for and wanting to see. Now next in verse 10 through 14, we we, we talked about this in regards to uh, this this angel basically saying, you know, it took me a while to get here. And he said to me, Daniel, man, greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. And then he said in verse 12, do not fear, Daniel, for for the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And he said, the prince of the kingdom of of Persia withstood me 21 days. That just makes my heart ponder, folks. I don't have all that figured out. What, whatever's going on here, it took three weeks. Okay, I just say that. At the same time, I know that if God so speaks. Something to happen right now, it'll happen right now. I, I believe that. But we don't understand all that's going on in the spiritual realm in regards to praying and seeking the Lord. We don't get all that. I believe this is the devil himself, the prince of Persia, for one. But we don't get all this. These are spiritual enti- entities that is mentioned here: the kings and the princes. You know, when we pray, here's something that we need to—that I think is a great point here. When we pray, we are involved in spiritual warfare. I don't—I don't don't like it if we start thinking, you know, only pray. You know, I don't—I don't like that. (laughs) Um, Listen, you are engaging in spiritual battle. What if we knew that when we prayed, God then? And he hear, heard us, and he begins to send his angels to accomplish what we have just prayed. Does that happen ever? I think I have verses for that. <laughs> do, you, do you consider the power of prayer? Do we consider that? Now, I understand, hey, it, there was a battle that started being engaged when he began to pray, and it lasted, if we see, he withstood him three weeks, I get that. But do we understand what we're being taught here in the Word of God? Daniel prayed, God sends an angel, and there is battle in the heavens that we cannot see taking place for the angel to get to where Daniel's at, to accomplish God's will and desire to give Daniel understanding. We we see that, but do we understand that we today, I believe the same things happened in regards to, to when we pray, is God then engaging armies of heaven? To answer our prayers, and sometimes it might take a while, <laughs> but don't give up. Daniel sought the Lord for three weeks. Have you prayed for three weeks about it? <laughs> hey, listen, sometimes it takes longer than three weeks, right? But I want to, I thought this was a good verse to bring into this, and you know the verses well, but it just really shows that spiritual battle. In Ephesians chapter 6, and uh, talking about the armor of God, I know that most of you would know that well, but in Ephesians chapter 6, in verse 10 through 12, he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, and in the power of His might, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers, rulers, plural, of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. He says that's what you're fighting. That's what you are fighting today. You, as a child of God... You are wrestling against hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. That's demonic powers. See, preacher, I don't understand that. Well, I I didn't understand it before I said it. (laughs) But that is taking place. That's our fight. That's our battle. That's why we put on the whole armor of God, because all the hosts of heaven, or all the hosts in the heavenly place, not heaven, heavenly places in the sky, of all the demons that are out there that we cannot see, they're fighting against us. And so we must put on the whole armor of God because there is a battle against us. And one of the things, we have a list here of things to to put on as the armor of God, but one of the pieces of the armor we don't pay much attention to, but he says on down there in the verse 18, he says, "...praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit." That's part of the armor. We put on the armor, but boy, you better pray too. Put in the armor, but pray. We just don't really understand all that's going on in the spiritual realm when we pray. We're fighting against Satan when we pray. And I don't know what all God is doing through our prayers uh, to send angels to do this or to do that as a response. I don't know. But I do believe it's happening. And just the, just the knowledge that I know that's happening should encourage me more to pray. One, Jesus is listening to us. We can pray with authority to the Father, and He's going to send angels? So delay is not denial. It might simply be that there's a spiritual battle going on around you right now for that to come accomplished. But what was it that Daniel was really wanting? What was he so earnest about? What did Daniel want so bad that he would mourn for three weeks? I believe it was really simple what he's really wanting. He was wanting understanding of the word that God had showed him. He had a vision, but for us, the word that he had been revealed to by God. And I think that's something to to teach us. I mean, how long, how earnest, how long have, have we sought after the Lord to understand something in the Bible? To understand, say, how many times have you read something and you haven't understood it and you haven't understood it, and but then you gave up after 10 minutes? Oh, just going to something else, you know? How long do we really stay in there? And, and, and I, I, I'm really glad I've, I've focused on this tonight because, listen, teaching on eschatology is just not my forte. It really isn't, but I'm going to, do my hardest, <laughs> and I'm going to stay in that stuff. and I want to, to learn it more, and I want to seek my heart to understand. Seek my heart to understand. So how long will, do we really, though other truths of God's Word, how long have we really sought the Lord with any sort of intensity? God will give us understanding. But here, here's the thing, though. Why, what's one of the reasons that God heard Daniel's prayer? There's, there's a lot of reasons but I think I don't, there's, a, there's something that Daniel has said to him twice that I don't think we can miss. That, that really, I just really enjoyed reading that over and over. But we see it in verse 11. What does he say to Daniel? And he said to me, Oh Daniel, man, greatly beloved, understand the words, folks. I think I think we're loved as Daniel is loved, as the people of God bought with the blood of Christ. We are greatly beloved." He wants us to understand His truth as His people. And I believe if we really seek after the Word for understanding, He'll show us that. He's told that again in, in verse 19, and He said, O man greatly beloved, fear not. We are greatly loved of the Lord. He wants us to understand His Word. We are greatly beloved of the Lord. He does not want us to fear. He said, Peace be to you. God wants us to be at peace. He wants us to be strong. Yes, be strong. But here's something you cannot miss. It says, So when he spoke to me in verse 20, so when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. Are you praying for strength? Praying for strength? Praying for strength? Oh, I just keep praying for strength. I keep praying for strength. So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened. You can't keep praying and praying and praying and not pick up the book. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened your dearly beloved of God. He will give you understanding and He will give you strength. So Daniel's delay was not denial, but don't miss those simple things about Daniel. Daniel's prayer was answered indeed, but Daniel had a compassionate heart. Daniel desired and sought after understanding and Daniel was humble. In verse 12, it says when you... and to humble yourself before your God, Daniel was humble. So we must come to God, I think, the right way. With, with, with compassion and love. With a desire for understanding. With a desire to see Christ as Daniel seen him. And, and come humbly before the Lord. And, and then lastly here in verse 18, Daniel receives strength. And we too can know that we are greatly beloved. And therefore we do not need to fear. So are we praying for our fears to be removed? Praying for peace? Praying for strength? Well, as I said a moment ago, we cannot deny the word of the Lord. And we must open up the book and let God speak to us. We must not forsake His word as we pray. And do not expect strength if you ignore the word of the Lord. So sometimes delay, sometimes delay is because we're not in the Word of God. Right? Daniel heard the Word of God. So sometimes we we, we put off our very own comfort, put off our own strength because we won't just, not just pray, but open up the book and let God speak to us. Let us desire the Scripture of truth because the Scripture of truth and prayer is what's going to help us and the spiritual battles that we face. Father in heaven, I pray that you'd use this word tonight to encourage the hearts of your people. Help us, Lord, to engage in that spiritual battle. And when we do not see, Lord, what we uh, sometimes pray for, one, help us to be reminded that you know best, but help us also be reminded to not give up and to keep praying. And Lord, to know that sometimes delay is not denial, but sometimes it's wait because there are things going on all around us that is preparing us, Lord, for you to to come to us and to answer. So, Father, help us to keep praying, keep looking, keep being in your word, keep listening for you to speak. In Jesus' name, amen.